You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, thank you for joining me here on the Blended Family Podcast. You're listening to episode 121. We're going to talk about transition days today. I've been noticing a lot of you over in the Facebook group talking about it. Plus, I've gotten emails about it. So today, I hope to give you some ideas that might make those times a bit easier for you. But before I get to that, I wanted to first share a little bit about what's been going on over here in my family. Things have actually been pretty good. I feel like we're in a little bit of a sweet spot. I don't know how long that'll last. We all know how life is sometimes. But right now, things are good. Our oldest two both have jobs. Our son is working at the car wash, and our daughter got a job at Subway. And I know many of you have teenagers already, so you'll understand what I'm about to say. It's really cool when you watch your child become a little adult. I watch them at work, and I'm filled with pride. They're still my babies, you know, but then I watch them doing adult things. It's just crazy to me. Anyway, our son is about to graduate high school. He's got about, I don't know, about a month left. He's on the road. He's a great driver. Our daughter is going to be on the road with a full license in June, but she's not quite ready yet, so we still have some work to do with her. And the other two 13-year-olds, they're doing very well. My youngest is adjusting well at her dad's. As you know, if you've been listening, she moved in with him a couple months ago, and I've gotten past the sadness that her moving out brought me, and I just wanted to share all of that with you because it's not often that they're all doing well at the same time, and I'm sure you can all understand that too, right? They Usually there's one or two of them that are causing us some kind of grief, so we did have a situation this week that I also wanted to share with you because I think you might be able to relate or at least understand. So my oldest, who remember does not live with me currently, She was over at my house for spring break, and she decided that she wants a pet, which has nothing at all to do with me. But anyway, she tells me she wants a pet duck. Now, her dad already has four cats and a dog, so she has grandma, which is Sean's mom, that lives with us, take her down to the store to inquire about it, and she goes and buys a cage with her own money, of course. Doesn't tell me until after she gets back. And then she wanted me to take her back to pick up the duck. And she wanted me to not tell her dad. She wanted to sneak it in the house. Naturally, I said no, because I'm not going to do that to him. Well, she argued with me. She couldn't understand why I wouldn't do this for her. She couldn't understand why it was wrong for me to facilitate her sneaking a pet into her dad's house without his permission. And I get along with my ex. We're not very close, but we try to respect one another and work together as much as possible. And I told her that. And she said, Mom, why do you care if he gets mad at you? You're not married anymore. And I'm telling you this because this is a classic example of how easily kids can try to manipulate situations and also how easily they can cause a fight. Ultimately, I told her no, of course. I actually made her deal with it on her own. So she called a friend who took her down there. But there was no way I was going to have my ex look at me and say, why would you do that to me? Why wouldn't you 
call me. So anyway, she brought the duck home. She was allowed to keep it. See, she knew that once he saw it, he'd be okay with it. But I still wasn't willing to jeopardize what we've all built together over the years. And Sean agreed with me too. Anyhow, I thought you'd appreciate the story. And I'll post a picture of the little guy in the Facebook group. He's pretty cute. My little duck grandchild. Anyway, if you're not already a member of the Facebook group, join at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. If you're new, our Facebook group is a place where we can all get personal, share and give advice, share our struggles, concerns, and wins. So come on over and join. It's free, and you'll see a little picture of my little ducky grandchild named Uzi. I think that's what she named him. I don't know why. All right, so let's get into the topic today. Transitions are tough, and we all have to deal with them. Some kids handle them better than others. But I'm actually going to start with a letter that I got from a listener. This one comes from Tracy from California, and she says, Hi, Melissa. I've been listening to your podcast, and it has helped me. It has helped me tremendously. Right now, we are struggling with transition days in my house. We get my stepkids every other weekend as they mostly live with their mom. I have one child and he is with me full time. The issue is that my stepkids are completely out of control when they come over. They don't want any rules and if we try to enforce them, we are met with major attitudes. My husband doesn't want to push or discipline much since he only sees them for such a short amount of time. I'm frustrated because my son does have structure and rules and he doesn't think it's fair. Usually this lasts for the first day or two, but by the time we get them to behave, it seems like it's already time for them to go back. It's causing chaos in my home and tension in my relationship. Please help. Sincerely, a stressed out stepmom. Well, thank you, Tracy, for writing in. And that email was only one out of many, and they all sound pretty similar. Some of you have Transitions for weekends only. Others have longer periods of time, such as a week on and a week off. When it comes to transitions, though, it doesn't really matter what length of time you'll have them. The day of transition is always hard. And I will say that in Tracy's case and others who have weekends only, it is more difficult in the sense that, yes, once you get them to adjust, it's already time for them to leave. Sometimes it can take a couple of days As opposed to having them an entire week, you might know that you're going to have two rough days, but then you know you'll have five more that would be better. Now, I have experiences with both. Sean and I always had every other weekend visitation for his kids, while I had mine leaving every other weekend. Now, of course, with my girls living with their dad, I get them every other weekend. But in the summers, we've done a week on and a week off. Again, it never really changed the actual transition day for us. But we did notice the perk of having them an entire week because at least we knew after two days things would settle down. And think about the kids too, right? Imagine how they feel. On those weekend visits, once they get used to where they're at, it's time to go and transition all over again. And so let's start by talking about the kids. We all get frustrated with them. But let's look at why transitions are so difficult for them. Let's place ourselves in their shoes for a moment. They're expected to move seamlessly from home to home on a schedule that they did not have a say in. They need to remember to pack what they need, including schoolwork, 
They are expected to completely adapt to the other home's rules and expectations when they walk in the door. They're expected to share their time with whomever else is in that home. So if they haven't seen their bio parent in two weeks, they need to understand that they may not get the quality time they want since there could be a step-parent and possible step-siblings there. So if you look at all that, it might help you to have a little bit of compassion for them. They didn't ask for all this. And what you'll find is that every child handles this differently. So if we're talking about younger children, maybe elementary school and younger, some behaviors you might notice on transition days are temper tantrums, crankiness, meltdowns, and changes in eating and sleeping habits. For middle school and older, you may notice moodiness and irritability, bad attitudes, refusal to interact and being rude to other family members. And you'll find with any age, kids trying to get away with more than they should, general rule breaking and hyperactivity. And I'm just scratching the surface here, but you're looking for behaviors that are not their norm and behaviors that don't last and are mostly present only during the times of transition. I probably don't need to get into why it's hard for us as parents because I'm sure you already know many parents absolutely dread transition days. I used to hate it. I say used to because we seem to be past that now. But remember, we've been together a long time. But back then, it was horrible for us. What we experienced was very wild, crazy behavior. On a Friday night, they would be out of control when they first got together. I remember that Sean and I would be so excited to get them all together, but after an hour, we couldn't wait for them to go to bed. It was so stressful. But after a while, and I mean like years, we realized that on Saturday, after they had a night's sleep and woke up in the house, they were adjusted. That's not to say the rest of the weekend ran smoothly, but the worst of it was always that first night. So I know how you all feel, and it's really hard, and it can take a toll on your relationship, especially as in the email that I read, when one parent doesn't really have to deal with transitions with their child, or in some cases, only one of you has children. The parent that doesn't have that experience feels completely frustrated, while the parent who has the transitioning kids feels completely guilty that it's happening. So what can you do? We can't stop transition days, and so all we can do is help our kids through it and help ourselves manage better. So let's talk about the kids first. One of the things I always tell people is to allow the kids space to be who they are. It's quite normal for kids to struggle with transitions, so to try and make it stop is not really gonna work. What really helped us was just to accept that transition days were gonna be hard. Instead of fighting with them about their behavior and trying to make them conform, we allowed them to be out of character for that night. Of course, within reason. Obviously, you can't allow certain things and you have to talk to your partner about what is acceptable or not. But you can talk about this at a family meeting. You can say, look, we know transition days are hard for you too. We get it. We expect you to make mistakes on transition days. But what we also expect is that when you wake up the next morning, you adjust properly to expectations of this house. 
Some people might argue with me here and say, that's allowing them too much leeway and that kids will take advantage of that. Some of them might. It really depends on your own situation. I'm just saying that it worked for us. It helped give them time to adjust. No one can just adapt to a new environment in an instant, right? None of us can do that. They can't either, they're children. So you gotta give them a chance to just kind of get their bearings, adjust to the new rules, adjust to the new expectations, see who's around, get their bearings. It also helped us, this whole thing, was because it eliminated a lot of arguing, right? We didn't have to argue with them anymore. We just kind of gave them the space to act out a little bit. Instead of arguing about that, we just let it be. Another thing you wanna do is to acknowledge their feelings. If you see that on transition day, they're out of sorts, talk to them about it. You can say something like, I bet it's really hard for you to switch homes where you have a different set of rules. Or you can say, I know it must be hard to have to split your time between two parents. Children just wanna be validated sometimes. They don't have a say in what happens with their parents. They don't have a choice of what town or home they live in, what school they go to, who their new step-parent or step-siblings are, and they aren't supposed to. We can't give them those choices, but we can at least be empathetic to what they have to go through. And actually repeating that back to them, that validation, it tells them that you get it, that you understand, and sometimes that is all they need. You wanna keep those lines of communication open and talk to them about their feelings. And you need to do this without prying. So I'll give you an example. You don't wanna say something like, I see that you don't wanna go to your dad's house. Why don't you like it there? You see, that's wrong because it implies that they don't like the parent, but it's also fishing for information. It might have nothing to do with that parent. So in the same example, you might say something instead like, I see that you don't wanna go to dad's. I understand it must be hard getting used to one home and then having to switch. Is there anything you wanna talk about? Or you can simply say, what can I do to make things easier for you? If they're closed off and they don't wanna talk, don't stop trying. You don't be pushy, but don't stop trying. One of the most important things to remember when you're trying to communicate with your child, and especially if you want them to open up to you, is to watch your tone and body language. Kids pick up on that right away, and if they feel like something they say might either hurt your feelings or upset you, they'll shut down. Another thing you can do is to plan something fun for transition days. It would give them something to look forward to, and I would keep it the same every time. So for example, every time on transition day, you get ice cream, or you can have create your own Sundays at home. You can make it family game night. You don't have to play the same game every game night, but you'll do games, different games, and maybe each person can choose something each week. Or you can do family movie night. Maybe you can do create your own pizzas. See, it doesn't have to cost money, it just needs to be something fun, something that they can look forward to, that they know what to expect on that transition night, it'll make it easier. Save family meetings for evenings that are not transition evenings, unless your family meetings are super fun. 
And if you have super fun family meetings, then tell us what you're doing because they're not always super fun. They shouldn't be horrible either. But anyway, you want them to look forward to transitions. Kids thrive on routine and structure and they love when they know what to expect. And speaking of routines, try to keep them the same every time. Try to have pickups and drop-offs in the same location at the same time. And I am aware that for some of you, this is impossible. I've seen many of you in the group struggling with exes who don't comply with visitation schedules. But if at all possible, you wanna keep things very structured. Kids can lose it a little when things get disrupted. My stepdaughter was always like that. She needed to know exactly when and how everything was gonna happen. And if, if she didn't, if something changed, if we veered from the plan, she would get very anxious, which made her act out. And I should mention too that this isn't only for transition days when the kids arrive, it also pertains to when they're leaving. If you have a child who doesn't wanna go for whatever reason, and it's a recurring problem, you want to keep that going home day structured the same every week. Develop a routine for going home that might include dinner, a bath, packing time, a story, and dessert. And then you would do that in the same order every time so they get a feel of what to expect and when. And it really helps. So develop a routine that works for you and your child and stick with it. So that's what you can do for the kids. But what about you? How can you cope? Well, to start, don't take this personal. The kids are not doing this to get at you. It can feel that way, especially if it's your house they don't wanna be at, or your house they're acting crazy at, but it's not necessarily because of you. In fact, it really never is. And if you are the parent who has no issues with transitions, but your ex does, you might feel guilt about that. This is what we all do as parents. We put it all on us. What are we doing wrong? What is my ex doing wrong? Sometimes it's neither. Kids just have a hard time adjusting. And you will notice some kids more than others, but stop taking it personal. That is too much energy wasted when you could instead focus it on taking action to make things better. And by the way, if you can't already tell from everything I've said so far, this is all so completely normal. The majority of children have difficulties during transitions. So stop feeling guilty. Stop questioning everything you've done. This will pass. Every kid is different, but eventually this will pass. Make less of a big deal about it. Try to place your energy and focus on not only how to make transitions easier, but other things that need attention in your family. Because transitions aren't going to end until the kids grow up. You can manage them, make them a little easier, and accept the fact that it's just part of this whole blended family thing that you're doing. There is one other thing that I can't leave out. You and your partner have to be on the same page here. You really want to try and get on the same page as much as possible with everything. But on these transition days, if only one of you is trying to make it better, if only one of you is trying to understand what's happening, if only one of you is working with the kids, it's not gonna work well. Transition days cause stress for the parents, which creates tension in your relationship. So if you don't work as a team, 
every transition day could turn into an argument. So you need to sit down with your partner and come up with a plan. Have them listen to this show even, and then decide together what you want transition days to look like and how can you achieve that together as a team. And you can also decide that you will come together on those days to support one another, to help one another not get overly stressed, to calm one another down. That's why you're a team, so that you can work together. Also, when the kids see you as a team, they're much less likely to manipulate or to act out. And when you support one another, life just feels easier and transition days, as hard as they are, seem more manageable because you have a partner who stands beside you. And I hope that today's show helps you if you find that transition days are tough in your blended family. And if anyone else listening has found some tips or tricks to make it easier, share it with the rest of us. You can join the conversation in the Facebook group. You can send me an email to melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com or you can always leave a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash blendedfamilypodcast. And don't worry, all of the links I mentioned in the show are always in the show notes or in the description of the podcast. Join me next week for a really important interview. Did you know that April 25th is Parental Alienation Awareness Day? I have a special guest who is going to talk all about parental alienation, and I know that is something many of you are going through, so make sure you come back and take a listen. Better yet, subscribe to this show, and you will automatically get it as soon as it is released. Have a great week. Love you guys. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.